We learned this week whose side God is on in this year's US presidential election. A US presidential election to which we should probably pay extra attention in case it's the last. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker. So God gave us Trump. We learned that from a video modestly posted on the The internet. internet by Donald Trump himself, presumably at God's behest. And we learned quite a lot more. For example, that the mountainous evidence to the effect that Trump is merely a bone-idle, half-witted grifter who fluked his way into high office by appealing to the meanest instincts of his harder-of-thinking fellow citizens may have conveyed a grievously misleading impression of the man. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state. So God made Trump. We learned, because we watched the whole thing so you don't have to, that there was considerable yardage more of this entirely sane and normal, normal and sane, sane slash normal, sanely normal stuff where that came from including this. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Yeah, Happy New Year to you too. We did not learn of the authorial hand behind this extremely not even slightly deranged narration, as they are clearly every bit as self-effacing as their subject. But we did feel like we might have gleaned a subtle clue from the closing stanzas. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. His oldest son. Not any of his other children, of whom there are a selection quite long on quantity, if not quality, his oldest son. Speaking of whom... Oh no. We learned that the world's second worst Donald Trump is struggling somewhat with reading comprehension. We learned that Donald Trump Jr., who passes his days partly by making video clips in which our lawyers tell us we may observe that he appears animated, energetic, even exuberant, had taken up cudgels against his father's opponents on social media. We learned that Jr. was vexed by the latest release of documents pertaining to Jeffrey Epstein, late friend of far too many people who you'd reckon would know better. We learned that DTJ was especially annoyed annoyed by references in the documents to certain well-known personages and was demanding to know why nothing was being done about any of this. And we learned that Trump Jr. had somehow forgotten to mention one of the names also listed in said documents, and we will now pause for a few seconds of soothing music while you take a wild guess as to whose name it was. A hint, if you're struggling, it's a name quite similar to Donald Trump Jr. Remove the Jr. and you're getting there. Anyway, honest mistake, 
doubtless. Though in better news for the former and perhaps next first family of the United States, we learned that the field of candidates seeking second place in the race to be the Republican nominee for president had thinned considerably, as we learned that Chris Christie, former governor and measurable percentage of the landmass of New Jersey, was out, though not before taking a few parting swipes at the frontrunner. I have known him well for 22 years more than anybody else in this race has known him. And I can promise you this, if you put him back behind the desk in the Oval Office and a choice comes and a decision is needed to be made as to whether he puts himself first or he puts you first, how much more evidence do you need that he will pick himself? While it might have been nice to have heard more of this sort of thing back in 2016 and 2020, as opposed to the unctuous endorsements of Trump that Christie then vouchsafed, a good speech, in fairness, from which we learned very much not for the first time that your best chance of hearing unvarnished reality from politicians is that precise moment at which they abandon any hope of getting your vote. And to be clear, we for one satirical news monologue believe this wretched state of affairs to be as much a reflection of the fatuous desire of voters to hear what they wish to, as of the cynical willingness of politicians to serve it up. I would rather lose by telling the truth than lie in order to win. We learned, basically and depressingly, that those appear to be the options. Can we possibly now have a tune from early 90s Camden Town shoegaze also runs Moose? You know what? It's held up okay. Has Moose's 1992 debut album XYZ? Can we have some general muttered agreement? Yeah. 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 Because we learned that far, far too many Canadians are letting Moose lick their cars. Can we get, I don't know, a clip of whatever noise moose make, interspersed with slurping? It's like we're there, in Canada, having our car licked by a moose. We learn that the moose have acquired a taste for the road salt laid down on Canadian roads to prevent them from turning into ice rinks and that characteristically obliging Canadians are stopping to allow the sodium chloride-enjoying antler havers to quaff their tyres clean. But we learned that this is not to be encouraged. We learned that Parks Canada had yet again been compelled to issue its annual plea not to indulge the savoury-seeking ungulates. Officers in Jasper National Park in Alberta have put up signs asking motorists to avoid allowing moose to lick the salt off their cars. Moose find it hard to resist, the salt that ends up on vehicles after it's being spread on winter roads. And many people visiting the park stop on the side of the road to check out the moose. But officials warn that they will become habituated with being around cars. We learned that, essentially, Canadian motorists have not... Oh, no. ...heard the message. Boo. And we know moose, as distinct from most other deer species, are not herd animals. Shut up. We don't care. For Monocle Radio, I'm Andrew Muller.